Hello, and welcome back to Pictorial on Relay FM. I'm Quinn Rose, and I didn't go to art school, but I still love to learn about art and have opinions about it. And I'm Betty. I also didn't go to art school, but I also love to learn about art and sometimes read news about art and laugh about them. I think that news from the art world rarely makes mainstream news. I think the last time was probably the Banksy painting that got halfway shredded, which Mm -hmm. we're not going to do another full episode about Banksy. We did talk about Banksy and that painting did recently get resold, like the half shredded one for like three times as much. Yeah. Just saying we (laughs) called it. But anyway, so (laughs) not what we're talking about today. We're talking about The latest piece of art news that has hit the internet, um, which uh, went a little bit viral a couple months ago, um, after an artist, I'm just going to describe this as like the broad strokes, which is the first thing that I heard about it, was all the headlines were like, an artist gets commissioned to do a work of art for a museum. Instead, he pockets the money and submits blank canvases titled Take the Money and Run. Yeah, I heard about this too. Like, actually, a friend of mine sent me this article and was just like, you know, have you heard about this? Because it sounds ridiculous and quite quite an interesting to thing to read about. We're basically today going to go through what happened here um (laughs) and then i think we're just gonna talk about it because it's such a fascinating subject and i think we're just gonna like you know share thoughts and opinions there are a couple of key things here that are important context so first of all uh, this artist his name is jens honning this happened in denmark Uh, so he's a danish artist he's very well known um especially in denmark He's very well known for doing like pretty out of the box, provocative modern art. Like he, he is not a traditional artist by any means. Um, And he's kind of, he's like a little rapscallion artist, you know, out there. (laughs) That's his, that's his reputation. Um, And this, the other major player in this is the Kunsten Museum of Modern Art um, in Denmark. So they have this exhibit uh, that is it's up right now so if you're denmark check it out (laughs) the exhibition is called work it out um and this is all about work and the future of work some questions that are that i'm quoting from their website right now that this sort of the artists in this exhibit are tackling are what is work and why do we work are there limits to our working lives? Can we in the future create a more sustainable working life for the individual and society? And how can art in the art museum create the framework for new thinking about the working life of the future? So they're making this exhibit. They hit him up and they're like, hey, Haunting, 10 years ago, you made these works. It was called an average Danish annual income and an average Austrian annual income. Uh, They were first exhibited in 2007 and in 2010, and they use actual cash that shows the average income of the two countries, uh, part of uh, which translated into U.S. dollars. Sorry, Betty. Um, (laughs) Translated (laughs) into U.S. dollars. Uh, The Danish income was about uh, $37,800. The average Austrian income is about uh, $29,000, and it's you know, it's an actual bills and it's this physical statement and physical display of average annual income, which obviously you can see why 
they would be interested for this works exhibition. So they're like, hey, can you do this? And he was like, yeah, no problem. And then two <laughs> days, two days before the exhibition opens, he he emails them and he's like, actually, no. <laughs> and he mails them back. So these blank canvas containers were supposed to be full of the money and they were just empty. And he's like, this is called take the money and run. And my, I'm going to just say this. I'm almost in the background and we're, I, I want to hear your initial thoughts. But my favorite thing about this is um, the museum director, uh, Anderson, said that when he actually saw Take the Money and Run in person for the first time, he laughed out loud. <laughs> so what are your initial thoughts to this background? Yeah, when I initially heard about this, like like whenever I hear about news like like these like shocking news in the art world, like my, my first instinct is is to not have like an initial judgment about it because I'm like there there must like there must be more and and there usually is um so like initially I was initially just kind of confused um because I I had thought that it was like he was supposed to be like paid this money for his artwork but then uh I realized that oh no it's actually the money itself is the artwork and yeah, like I, I thought it was I thought it was really funny, but I I would say that like obviously this artist is well known in Denmark, but I I've never heard of him, and most likely nobody else outside of Denmark has ever heard of him until now. And so I think similar to the last some of the stuff we talked about before, like that one time we talked about um, these people burning a Banksy artwork for like to draw attention to NFTs, like, in immediately, I'm just like, well, this is probably some sort of publicity stunt type of thing, which it kind of is. Like, I'm, I'm skeptical about it. But I'm like, this person is an artist, like, you know, he obviously wants to send some sort of message about it. Um, and it can't, or it probably isn't just him committing fraud, but in a way it is. So. Wait, okay. You hit on so many important things there that I want to that I want to talk about. First of all, but I do think we we cannot highlight this enough where I think the very common perception, and this was my perception when I first heard about the story, is that like, oh, he was paid money to create an artwork and instead he sent back like this conceptual blank art. And when I first heard that and I was like, that's so funny. And also like, kind of fair enough but that's not what happened they lent him eighty four thousand dollars and he is contractually obligated to give it back we're gonna i guess i'll get into this now this is eighty four thousand dollars that they handed over to this guy well i mean they put it in his bank account and there is a contract that says at the end of this exhibit in january like you give us the money back because the money's supposed to be in the museum um and the museum directors are basically like uh they're taking this like pretty well <laughs> but they're like um if it's still our money and we do still expect him to give it back and we're hoping that he will and it'll be fine but if he doesn't you know we might have to sue him a little bit like there is kind of this energy where they're like oh my god please <laughs> please give it back <laughs> right now they're just probably hoping that he when the time comes when january rolls around because i guess technically Right now, he hasn't 
totally like broke his contract like he says he intends to which they're like that's not okay but he technically still has until january to change his mind and it's possible when that date comes around and the exhibit closes he might just be like never mind here's your money back because he doesn't want to get sued um but like right now he seems to say he has no intention of of doing that okay at this point i want to turn to like what like as you were talking about like oh is this just a publicity stunt and like what is he actually like saying with this because first of all they basically a lot of people have accused the museum of like hey is this a publicity stunt were you in on it and everyone at the museum is like we swear to god we did not know about this like he did this to us <laughs> which i believe i totally believe um there is a part of this where like almost no one um who isn't like very involved in the contemporary art world would have heard of Jens Hanning before, who's not in Denmark. And no one would have heard of the Kunsten Museum of Modern Art either. You know, like, it's not a world-renowned museum. It seems very nice. Like, I'm not I'm not trying to diss this museum. I'm just saying, like, this is not like an... It, it's it's not like the Louvre, you know? <laughs> um, <laughs> right, yeah. On one hand, he may have pulled in, like, a ton of monetary value in terms of pure publicity for this museum. There's an there's an entire FAQ page just about this one piece um, on their website <laughs> oh, wow. now because it's so like, I mean, obviously, so do people are looking it up. And they're like, hey, have you seen increased traffic from this? And they're like, oh, it's kind of too hard soon to sell, tell. Like, you know, our exhibits are popular when they open. Like, who can say? But I'm saying like, if even a tiny percentage of people who heard about the story, like looked up the museum at all, um, and if even like, However, many percentage of people who heard about the story, like, are actually in Denmark or nearby and, like, decided to check it out for that reason. Like, if I was in Denmark, I would 100% go. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I feel like sure. that has to be something. Um, but, oh, my God. Okay. I'm so – I'm, like, having a ball about this, if you can't tell. <laughs> All of that was, a, was an aside to what I'm trying to get at. Which was his actual sort of artist statement to this, which I think is interesting. And I wanted to do a little bit of a reading series. Um, so I've sent you uh, some a quote from his press release that he made, obviously translated into English. Um, and I was wondering if you could just read his uh, this this quote from his press release for us. Everyone would like to have more money, and in our society, work industries are valued differently. The artwork is essentially about the working conditions of artists. It is a statement saying that we also have the responsibility of questioning the structures that we are a part of, and if these structures are completely unreasonable, we must break with them. It can be your marriage, your work, it can be any type of societal structure. End quote. I think this is such an interesting and smart tack to take, especially if you'll remember the questions I read earlier that they say this exhibit is all about, which is one of those was, how can art and art and the art museum create the framework for new thinking about the working life of the future? And he literally just started playing Rihanna's bit better have my money and walked <laughs> out. Like <laughs> So what what do you what do you think about his statement here? What do you, what is your opinion? Learning about what this artwork is a part of like what the actual sh the show's message or theme what is trying to explore make this make a lot more sense um and it, it i i definitely agree that 
like I'll get into it. Like I still, still like there's still parts of it that kind of like bothers me right now. But I, I will say I do agree that it is smart in terms of like getting attention to you know like what he's trying to uh, draw attention to, which is like again working conditions of artists. And this show is about working conditions in general. So yeah, so I think it it definitely it definitely makes a lot more sense knowing uh, what this show is about. Like what you were mentioning earlier is like a lot of these news that we hear about in the art world is is about things that are super expensive or works that are sold for millions of dollars or artists who are paid like exorbitant amount of money because they're so famous. Um, but it does seem like um, hunting as well as probably a lot of artists who display their works in the Kunstmuseum as well as in most places like don't make a lot of money like that's and we've we, I think we've talked about this before um but it's like what makes the news are obviously these few people uh who who have ungodly amount of money but the reality is most artists are are like their work isn't valued in a way that's um you know Reasonable, or at least that's the argument uh, Hunting seems to be making. I, I, I do like the, I, I do like the fact that he's drawing attention to this because I think, I think it's something that not a lot of people really talk about. Like they're all, we're always talking about the, the pieces that are that are sold for millions of dollars. Yeah, and even within this piece, a, a really cool fact about this is we have a lot of exact monetary amounts, which also, this is the part where there's some discrepancies in his story and the museum story, um, which is quite interesting. But basically, so he claimed that he was it was going to cost him about $3,000 out of pocket to recreate this art um, due to things about like different amounts of money used and just like other expenses and he claims that that was sort of the initial inspiration for taking this choice instead of saying like this is unfair treatment and exploitative and why should I be paying out of pocket for this and so I'm going to make this this artistic statement about the relationships between artists and museums instead uh, however the museum director Anderson claims that the contract that he is under was provided up to almost $7,000 um, for work expenses. So that amount of money that he said he would have been out of pocket should have been covered by this contract, according to the museum. Even further, though, so this museum, uh, they don't, they're not acquiring this piece that he's, that he's making and recreating. Uh, they work uh, this museum primarily works on terms of just a viewing basis, rotating exhibits. And so they're not paying him to buy his work. He was going to receive a fee of 10,000 kroner, um, which is only like twelve, thirteen hundred dollars $1,300, um, which I mean, not to say, I mean, if you want to give me $1,200, like I'll take it. But I'm saying like, <laughs> that's not a ton for, you know, artwork. Um, and plus there is a a viewing fee um, that is allegedly determined by the Danish government. There was no specific information in these articles about what that amount was, but we can assume it's probably not a ton. Um, so a couple different numbers flying around here. Like, oh, he claims it would have cost him money to make this museum saying that's not true. But regardless, he wasn't getting paid a ton to make it. And there's listen there's a whole conversation out there about like oh well if he was just putting money in a frame like how much money 
can you pay someone to do that anyway? But like that's right. w- that's a conversation. That's a that's a whole separate conversation. We're operating under the assumption of like, okay, like he's an artist and this is his craft and he should be paid for his labor. So like, what is the amount that he should be paid for his labor according to sort of like these different sides and it's also fair to say you know he signed this contract right like he is very much under contract um so shouldn't he have just not signed the contract if he wasn't happy with the amount of money he was getting paid but i mean people do things all the time that exploit their labor because the world sucks but anyway (laughs) there's a i feel like that there is a lot of uh, sort of twist and turns to the monetary aspect of this yeah, for sure. I, I like I, I do I do agree. Like like twelve, thirteen hundred dollars again, better than zero. Like it's probably better than not having work. <laughs> so presumably he took it because he's like, Well, it's something. But it really isn't a, a lot of money. And like even really just to like again, I don't know how, how much time and effort it is to put money in a canvas, but yeah, it just it's it seems it it just it doesn't seem like um, it's a lot of money if somebody wants to make a living from doing this. I like I did read that you know this the the work it out exhibition. I guess it's it's trying to explore yeah like working conditions of common people. Um, like you know this work is supposed to highlight the average like wage of um, Austrians and Danish people. And then it's also supposed to explore like other aspects of working life and ways to make it sustainable for individuals and things like that. So it makes sense to question how artists are compensated in society. Is that fair? Um, You know, along with along with like, you know, other questions that it asks about other professions. I, I think I think it is important um, as a part of this show to point out stuff like this. But I do think like one thing that I, I was mentioning earlier that bothers me, like is the fact that, again, since this museum, like you mentioned, is not the Louvre, like I presume it's not like the museum has a lot of money. And as somebody who has worked at a, a museum, really the museum itself is is not rich. And also quite often they're publicly funded. So the money is is like technically taxpayers dollars or at least partially comes from that. So it, it really just seems like even though it, you know, he is pointing out like these like unfairness uh, about artists like uh artists and and how they're compensated it seems like it's not fair to blame it on museums who are also kind of on the losing end quite often as well that's a really interesting part of this because yeah the museum has said well not the building the people who work at the museum have said (laughs) we don't have a ton of money they said that this money specifically that they lent him um came from and i quote a modest fund earmarked for building upkeep I think there's two different questions here because I think there's the question of is this a good piece of art? And then there's a question of is this an ethical piece of art? And I think that the the second question is this interesting linchpin of like who is the greater victim here? Is it the artist or the museum? Not necessarily – like things can be simultaneously true. I think that there are tons and tons of organizations – that have very little money, that are extremely exploitative. You hear this all the time. 
nonprofits, museums, anything to do with entertainment, uh, culture, basically anything that is not extremely lucrative, that's like outside of Silicon Valley and Wall Street, you know, like there are all these places, but also like so often extremely exploitative from the people who work there and work with them because those are the kinds of places that people work with and work for because they were very passionate about it. And this is all getting to a point of like, oh, boo-hoo, like this guy, you know, like he's a pretty successful artist in Denmark apparently. Like he talks about having miserable working conditions and it's like some people work on farms, honey. (laughs) Right. Like that has to be said and acknowledged. But also, you know, he doesn't work on a farm. He's an artist. And so he's speaking through the medium that he has. And so all this to say is like, no, I don't think that it's quote unquote, like ethical to steal from a not very well funded place. But that doesn't mean that the place is ethical either. And it doesn't make the statement that he's making invalid. You know what? I That's that's a great point. And Again, like I, I do, you know, knowing people who work in the museum and art gallery industry, it's it's true. Like it's not just the artists themselves who aren't paid very well. Like a lot of people I know who are museum staff, even curators, like people who are people who do like, in my opinion, very important work. Maybe not to other people, but um, they're they're quite often, yeah, they're not compensated well. Like a lot of people like work these like contracts with like no benefits and are not in the greatest like working condition. Again, it's not like sweatshop in a third world country <laughs> it's like miserable but yeah it's it, it's it's not great and yeah i've definitely heard about like you know people who who do believe that like a lot of these you know museums or um yeah these organizations that aren't very well funded do try to take advantage of people and that that is that is definitely the case and i and i think in a sense like at least to me he's not just pointing out um how like he thinks like artists artists aren't being appreciated for their work it's kind of like it's a wider industry problem but then it just the i guess the other thing that it makes me think about is like going back to your question of like you know is this a good work of art and I, i'm doing like air quotes with my hands right mm-hmm. now <laughs> so people can't see but um it it is good i feel like if he can if, if this particular work gets people to think about this question that he is invoking but the problem is i feel like the general public of people who hear about this news is just going to see this as another like oh this is just some artist doing a dumb stunt or like you know trying to be funny or like like i feel like people are going to categorize this as another example of like some contemporary like artwork that they don't think is even real art (laughs) so and it now also involves an artist who is doing something unethical. So it, it it's like, I feel like it doesn't paint artists in a good name and could actually have the negative effect of being more detrimental. Like people might value artists even less now because of this. Oh, yeah. I think a lot of people very much view this as like 
champagne problems kind of thing. Because I also think that there's a very popular conception, and it's completely understandable why, but the very popular perception of like anyone who's in a museum is rich, and like anyone who's in a museum is very successful, and like being like the association with art museums is like automatically very high status, which is not necessarily true at all. Like there are you can be in an art museum um, and still be very poor. You can have a million followers on Twitter and still be very poor. Like, I think that the human brain, like, it's extremely easy to connect visibility with success and financial success, especially when I would say a good lot of the time that correlation is actually much weaker than we would assume it is. I want to share my last kind of direct quotes that I have from him here, which are uh, statements that he made on Danish radio, again, uh, translated into English. Um, And first of all, I laughed out loud when I read this. Uh, He says, the work is I have taken their money. First of all, I want that. I want that on a t-shirt the work is that i have taken their money is so goddamn funny (laughs) it is he goes on to say it's not theft it is a breach of contract and breach of contract is part of the work which is the funniest distinction i've ever heard (laughs) that's great i he's a conscientious objector to this contract that he signed (laughs) Like, what? Oh, my. Okay, but I do want to read the more serious quote, and then we can uh, discuss all of the above. But um, uh, And I alluded to this a second ago. But he also says, I encourage other people who have working conditions as miserable as mine to do the same. If they're sitting in some job and not getting paid and are actually being asked to pay money to go to work, again, going back to some discrepancies there, but then grab what you can and beat it, is what he says. And I think we absolutely have to mention the fact that we are in a huge labor upheaval. Um, in I know in the United States, this is definitely happening. I assume it's very similar in Canada. And there are a lot of extremely real and extremely tragic reasons why there is a massive labor shortage right now. Uh, but one effect of this has been, in addition to just people being fed up, is an absolute tidal wave of people quitting their jobs um, and it, quitting their jobs in some sometimes quite uh, satisfying and dramatic ways that are shared on social media. And it's not because like, oh, like working sucks. I mean, everyone knows working sucks. That's why it's you get paid to be there. But because labor practices in a lot of places. I don't know if I could. I don't know if I could say most places. I haven't counted personally, but it feels like most places, especially in low wage positions, hour and hourly positions, labor practices are so wildly exploitative, and bosses are so cruel, um, and it's just simply not worth the money anymore to people. And so I think that this piece, wow, again, like this is coming from like a guy who is who is like an artist in Denmark and we don't know his life situation and his personal financial situation or anything like that. I think that the the message that he is trying to send is very much in line with the kind of temperature of the uh, labor force out there right now. I think I did read briefly that in this work it out 
exhibition, they have some other works. Um, there is one uh, where I can't find the name of the artist right now, but it, it examines the working conditions of nurses. And then another artist, Josh Klein, he has a uh, a work that is a FedEx parcel that has reproductions of severed arms of delivery men, which is, I, I guess, a way to, to talk about maybe he's trying to say that Working for FedEx is like having your arms cut off, or I don't know, like, um, but but yeah, like it. What you're what you're saying is is absolutely a thing that's happening right now. Like, you know, I'm I'm sure it's happening everywhere. Like, I've heard so many instances, like just here in Canada, of nurses just quitting. There is a huge shortage of of nurses, like everywhere. Again, in a time where healthcare work is so like critical, and this like i said like i was saying before yeah this i think it doesn't it doesn't just call attention uh or at least it seems like he's not just calling attention to like um you know artists who are not getting paid well like he is saying he wants to like question these structures in general the one thing that um i i do think i personally want to emphasize like you know to people who hear about this news and just think it's a ridiculous like art stunt which it kind of is but uh, like um but i think he is right that like the role of like art museums isn't just to like display pretty pictures like it it's about um talking about like important questions in society and having a conversation about yeah about these important issues so is an art work that's just conceptual and an idea art like to me it definitely can be like it it doesn't necessarily have to be something physical it can just like he said the artwork is not the physical blank canvas it is the action he took to breach the contract which there is precedent for like there's lots of artworks that's that's not like the physical piece that is actually like a performance or you know whatever action that people took and usually these types of works are to like question or talk about something, um, talk about an important issue in society. So I do think that's okay. But again, going back to what we were mentioning before, it's it's just it takes away from his message when he is literally doing something unethical. Like I think it covers up or it distracts from the message that he's trying to send. Yeah, it's just a very interesting little thought puzzle that he's created (laughs) over like is he the bad guy or not and i think that a lot of that is going to come down to does he give the money back and it's such a weird tricky thing because it's like oh if he gives the money back then he's kind of you know taking the wind out of his own sails there right because it like it kind of wrecks the own statement he was making but if he doesn't give the money back, then he has officially stolen $84,000, which is a a lot of money. I honestly don't know who I'm rooting for in this story. I think that this is, I completely agree with his message. I think I love that his that this has reached so far because I think that's great for him and the museum. This has gotten so much publicity and like nobody loses there. I totally get your point about like reinforcing negative ideas of like artists and modern artists, but I also don't believe in respectability politics. So like I'm like, whatever. If people have <laughs> bad opinions because they haven't researched it, like that's not his fault. So that's my personal opinion. I just don't care about that stuff. <laughs> 
I guess my final concluding thought on this is just like, I just think it's so interesting. And I honestly am like really glad it happened because I think it creates such an interesting conversation for people to have, which is like what art is trying to do. And that's awesome. I think he did a really good art piece in that way. Um, And I mostly am just going to be really interested to see what happens to this money. Like, has this man spent this money? Like, is he going to like (laughs) distribute it to charity in a really sort of publicity stunt kind of way? Is he going to spend it in a publicity stunt kind of way? Like, is he is the statement going to continue? Is he going to give it back? Like, I feel like this we're going to have to check in later. Yeah, maybe we'll do a follow up like after January to see to see what what has happened. Um, but yeah, like you mentioned earlier, like the, this museum and presumably him has gotten a lot more attention because of this. And now attention doesn't always mean money. But hey, and like maybe <laughs> maybe as a result of this, the uh, museum can make eighty four thousand dollars more than they did the year before, and <laughs> maybe be cool with it. I don't know. Yeah, that seems like a pretty big jump. Like, hey, maybe it's appreciation over time. You get that name recognition. You get those uh, feet in the door. You never know. (laughs) All right. Well, that is going to do it for us uh, for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. Um, You can find our show notes at relay.fm slash pictorial, um, or you can follow us on Twitter or Instagram at pictorialpod. You can also follow me on Instagram at aspiringrobotfm. And you can follow me on Twitter or Instagram at ArticulationsV, and I am also on YouTube as Articulations. And speaking of YouTube, we have a YouTube channel, Pictorial Podcast, where we upload video versions of our podcasts, usually a few weeks after the audio has gone out. For this particular episode, you'll probably just be seeing a blank canvas, so not as exciting as usual, but, you know, you'll see something. It's just a blank video as a statement. (laughs) Yeah. Thanks for listening, art enthusiasts.